Hello! Welcome to another story about the Peters family. The name of this week's story is The Peters Experience, The Sting of Death. And as always, we've included a line from a hymn or a hymn title within the story. If you recognize it, send your answer to whimsywins at gmail.com. If yours is the first correct answer we receive, we will send you a prize. Last week's winner was Letty from Concord, California, with her answer of Wonderful Peace from the story Pearson and Penelope Welcome Pablo Part 2. Hooray for Letty! Also, there won't be a new story on Easter. We will be taking the week off and returning on April 11, 2021. But now, it's time for this week's story, The Peters Experience the Sting of Death. Mama Peters was in the kitchen preparing Mr. Flaverty's favorite, clam chowder and fresh sourdough bread. Mr. Flaverty was the elderly widower who lived not too far from the Peters family, and they'd been helping him for many years. Recently, Mr. Flaverty had been sick. His old frame had grown even more frail, and it was difficult for him to pull himself out of bed. Pearson and Penelope had been in charge of his front and backyard for almost two years now. Penelope pulled weeds, while Pearson and sometimes Todd Hicks mowed the lawn. It was a simple, somewhat small yard, so it was relatively easy to maintain. Even still, Pearson and Penelope were there for about an hour every week. They had long since decided, together, not to accept payment from Mr. Flaverty. He didn't have much money, and they knew the verse from 2 Corinthians where it says God loves a cheerful giver. They had determined it was best to cheerfully give away their labor, but just because they were doing it for free didn't mean that they didn't get a benefit from visiting Mr. Flaverty, because they loved to visit him every week. He had so many stories. One time, when Mr. Flaverty had been just a boy playing stickball in the street in the very hot sun, One of the kids had suggested that they walk down the street to the local market and pick up some ice-cold soda pops. Mr. Flaverty knew he didn't have the money to buy one, but he was still happy to walk with them. The hot sun did make him want a nice cold drink, but he was relegated to standing outside waiting. Only as he waited, he watched as a pickup truck, driving a bit too fast, rammed right into a fire hydrant across the street. Mr. Flaverty had stared as the fire hydrant erupted into a steady gushing stream of cold water high into the air. So he ran over and in a moment was soaking wet head to toe, but he was relieved from the heat of the day. That story was one of Penelope's favorites. Pearson's favorite stories were the ones about the war. However, most of Mr. Flaverty's stories involved times with his wife, who had passed away only a few years before. How he missed her. Mr. Flaverty's stories were accompanied by a few hard-sucking candies and lemonade, which he faithfully provided every week. How Pearson and Penelope delighted in spending time with Mr. Flaverty. In recent days, though, he had steadily become weaker. All Pearson and Penelope really noticed was that Mr. Flaverty was unable to walk over to his green weanback chair to tell them stories. Instead, he spoke pretty softly from his bed, which had been moved into the living room so that he would be able to look out of the window at his bird feeder. With the clam chowder finished, Mama Peters called Pearson and Penelope into the kitchen. With schooling finished for the day, they had been busy helping Patience and Priscilla, their toddler twin sisters, put together a fort in the family room. Pearson, Penelope, we're going to take this down to Mr. Flaverty's house, but I don't want you to ask him for any stories today. He's not doing well. I know you love him, and I do too, and I'm so thankful he loves Jesus. But the nurse that has been coming in to help Mr. Flaverty says she thinks the time is drawing near when he will more than likely pass away. 
Mama Peters's tone was somber, and the words hung in the air as Pearson and Penelope, who hadn't even thought about the possibility, processed what Mama Peters had said. Mr. Flaverty is going to die? Mama Peters, he can't die now. We're in the middle of doing a puzzle with him. You know the one. It's the candy store puzzle. He said it reminds him of the exact candy store that he went to when he was little, Penelope pleaded. Sweet Nellie, I know. Mama Peters stopped for a moment to gather herself. And we're going there today, as soon as Daddy Peters gets home. And I think that you and Pearson should do your best to complete that puzzle. Mr. Flaverty won't be able to help you with it, but I think it will bring him some joy and comfort for you to work on the puzzle. And you can chat quietly with him. But I don't know how much he'll be able to respond. The important thing is that you love him to the end of his life here on Earth. He was never able to have children of his own, as you know. But I'm guessing he has plenty of kids who look at him like a dad after so many years of Sunday school teaching. Oh, Mama Peters, I hope the nurse is wrong. Mr. Flaverty can't die. I I don't want him to die, Pearson emphatically declared. Piers, I understand. I don't want him to die either. Death is awful. It is as a result of sin in the world. But please try to understand that death isn't final. It's only earthly. Remember that the Lord has conquered death, and as Christians we have victory over death. Mr. Flaverty is quite eager to go home to heaven. He is ready for the Lord to lead him home. He wants to be in glory with Jesus forever. Both Pearson and Penelope looked downcast. But I'm sad, Mama Peters. Penelope was near tears. I am too, Pearson agreed. I know. Death still has a sting on earth. But remember, it is but a moment. Our souls depart from us in the twinkling of an eye, and we are with Jesus. Because as Paul says in Second Corinthians, to be absent in the body means to be present with Christ. Mr. Flaverty has lived a long life to the glory of God, and he is prepared for his home going. We can bring him a level of comfort as we visit him. I'm so thankful that we've been able to minister to him for so long. Pearson and Penelope put their shoes on and put on Patience and Priscilla's shoes as well. They wanted to be ready to go to Mr. Flaverty's house just as soon as Daddy Peters arrived home. Before too long, Daddy's car pulled up into the driveway and he walked through the door. He greeted each of them with a hug, but he clearly understood the gravity of their time and he wasn't nearly as jovial as normal. He quickly changed his clothes and loaded up the food and the paper products so that nobody would have to do any dishes. On their way to Mr. Flaverty's house, Daddy Peters spoke. I don't know what we can expect to see because we haven't seen Mr. Flaverty in a couple of days. And the nurse said that he is rapidly declining. He may just be sleeping and he may not even respond to us. Well, he does fall asleep easily, Daddy Peters. Even when he has just asked me to go in and get him some water, sometimes I come back and he's sleeping, Pearson said laughing. <laughs> oh, that does sound like one benefit of getting older. I always have a hard time falling asleep. As long as I can remember, it's hard for me to calm my mind down. But wow, old age does have its benefits. So it will definitely be nice to just fall asleep wherever I am, Daddy Peters chuckled. <laughs> when they arrived at Mr. Flaverty's house, the nurse opened the door and ushered the Peters family inside. Hello, I'm so glad you've come. Mr. Flaverty is awake and he's sitting up and just chatting with me a bit. So he will enjoy your company and the clam chowder. The nurse was a volunteer from church. Miss Gilman, who had known Mr. Flaverty since she had been young and in his Sunday school class, 
so it was extra special for her to be helping to take care of him. Thank you, Ms. Gilman. That's wonderful. Does this mean his health is taking a turn? Mama Peters was hopeful. You know, it generally doesn't, Mama Peters. Some people experience kind of a surge of energy just before death. But I've enjoyed interacting with him. And some of his old Sunday school kids, who are adults now, are going to come by. He was such an influence on our lives and such a good Sunday school teacher, so they just want to come to say goodbye. Mr. Flaverty was sitting up in his bed and beckoned for the Peters to come in. Hello! I smell that clam chowder, Mama Peters. I'd love some, Mr. Flaverty said softly. Oh, good. Well, Daddy Peters will ladle some soup for everyone, and we can eat together. Mama Peters was holding patience and motioned Priscilla to sit down. Well, how is everyone? Mr. Flaverty asked. I- I'm so glad you came to visit me. We're good, Mr. Flaverty, and you look good, too, Penelope said sweetly. Well, that I am, and I have some visitors coming, so I'm pretty happy about that. Plus, Easter's coming up, and I and I hope to spend Resurrection Sunday with Jesus. Both Pearson and Penelope felt their stomachs drop, having been hopeful that Mr. Flaverty would make it through. But given that Easter was only four days away, they were sad that Mr. Flaverty knew he was dying. Oh, Mr. Flaverty, I I hope you can make it past Easter, and for many more Easters to come. Pearson was near tears again. Well, Pearson, Mr. Flaverty began softly, I know that when you're young, death seems so horrible. And it is horrible. But remember, I'm not really dying. I'm simply passing out of this body, which, as you know, can't can't even feed itself anymore. He laughed. <laughs> as Mama Peter spooned a bit of soup into his mouth. I'm going to get a new body, and I'm going to see Mrs. Flaverty. And so many who have gone before me, I'm not scared one bit. Oh, I used to be. And I used to pray that God would give me peace when the time came for me to pass into heaven. And you know what? I feel peace about it. I know it can seem so scary, but I'm really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to hearing Jesus say, Well done, good and faithful servant. Of course, the only thing I'm sad about is Glory. Glory was Mr. Flaverty's cat, whom he loved. We can take Glory, can't we, Mama Peters? Penelope begged, without even thinking. Well, I suppose we can. But do you think Glory and Girlie will get along? Mama Peters looked at Daddy Peters. Well, they have met before, and Girlie is so laid back, I don't think she'll care one bit if another pet joins our family. So sure, if it helps Mr. Flaverty, we can take Glory. Oh, that would be great. Thank you. I think... (sighs) Mr. Flaverty had to stop as his voice was getting weaker. Uh, That Glory may spend her first Easter around kids. I remember the time Mrs. Flaverty and I had her first Easter together. My wife was such a good cook, but she had never before made a a big meal for everyone, and our folks were coming over along with all of our siblings. As Mr. Flaverty continued his story, he was oblivious to the fact that several of his former Sunday school students had arrived with their families to see Mr. Flaverty. So Mrs. Flaverty was determined to make resurrection rolls. She'd read about them in a magazine article, and she read that if you put a marshmallow inside the dough, it would rise and leave a cavern, and that would be like celebrating Jesus' empty tomb. I thought it sounded great. 
So she worked so hard getting the meal together and, and working on those rolls. And she bought the right kind of yeast and she measured it out with the butter and sugar and cinnamon to roll the marshmallows into. We were going to have a sunrise service with the church and, and she wanted to make the rolls for the whole family to enjoy before heading off to church. Sunrise was supposed to be about 6.15, so, it, you know, it was very early. And we got up around 5 in the morning. I did everything I could to help Mrs. Flaverty. So she put me to work rolling the marshmallows in the sugar and butter and cinnamon, and I was supposed to roll the dough around and squeeze real tight so that nothing oozed out. My wife, my sweet wife, was working on the roast that we were going to be having later. Oh, she was such a good cook. Anyway, I did all of my rolling, and, and when I was done, I popped them into the oven just like Mrs. Flaverty told me to. <coughs> well, <coughs> I guess... Mr. Flaverty swallowed hard. I didn't realize I was only supposed to put a small bit of marshmallow in each one, but, but I had put like 20 marshmallows in each of them, thinking that they were pretty small. And then I hopped in the shower. But wouldn't you know when I came out, the smoke alarms in the house were blaring loudly? and smoke was billowing out of the oven. Their resurrection rolls had puffed up so large, too big for the pan, and marshmallow had oozed out everywhere, and it spilled on top of the pan into the bottom of the oven, and it was an acrid smell, and it was terrible. And Mrs. Flaverty and I spent the next hour cleaning up the spill and, and trying to air out the house. The group that had gathered laughed at the imagery that Mr. Flaverty had painted. <laughs> It was then that Mr. Flaverty realized his living room was full of people. Each of his former Sunday school kids greeted Mr. Flaverty, reminding him of their names and all that he had done to help give them a firm foundation in their early faith. And as the line continued, Mr. Flaverty, wide awake now, had tears on his cheeks as he listened to each person briefly share about memories they had from his Sunday school class. By that time, everyone in the room was emotional and crying softly. Mr. Flaverty seemed very tired. He laid back on his bed and closed his eyes. Mr. Flaverty, we love you, and we want you to know from all of us how thankful we are that you have loved Jesus for so long. Your example to all in this room has been unwavering, and we praise God for you. The man who had been speaking was a former Sunday school student named Brandon, a big burly guy who looked like a linebacker. Nevertheless, he, too, had tears on his face. Well, I'm not asleep yet, Mr. Flaverty responded, and I sure would love to hear you sing. I have just the song I want you to sing. There's some old red hymnals there in the corner that Mrs. Flaverty and I had when we used to, when we used to, um, uh, help in the rest home. And turn to page 18, and you'll understand why I love it. Brandon went to the corner picked up about 15 hymnals, and passed them out. Everyone in the room turned to page 18. The rustling noise of the pages being turned in the hymn book filled the room. After nearly everyone had turned to page 18, phrases like, Oh, wow! And look at this! could be heard, because the title of the song was Glory for Me. No wonder Mr. Flaverty loved the song. Glory was the name of his cat, too! And the words from the first verse fit Mr. Flaverty's situation perfectly. Mama Peters began the first verse, albeit through tears. When all my labors and trials are o'er, and 
and I am safe on that beautiful shore. Just to be near that dear Lord I adore will through the ages be glory for me. Before she could sing the chorus, Mr. Flaverty, despite being weak, sang the chorus while everyone listened. Oh, that will be glory for me, glory for me, glory for me, when by his grace I shall look on his face. That will be glory, be glory for me. Pearson and Penelope, who had been sitting next to Mr. Flaherty, hugged him and held his hands. Daddy and Mama Peters, whose hearts were aching as much for their children as for themselves, sat next to Pearson and hugged him as they sang and praised the Lord through worship. At the end of the song, Mr. Flaverty fell asleep and slept soundly, even as Brandon prayed aloud over Mr. Flaverty, asking the Lord to bring comfort to those in the room as Mr. Flaverty was passing into eternity. After amens and tears, they filed out slowly to leave Mr. Flaverty to his sleep. It wasn't long, though, until Ms. Gilman called the Peters family. Mr. Flaverty had passed away in his sleep. Pearson and Penelope knew what had been said over the phone without even hearing it. They both began to cry, and Mama Peters sat with them and cried, too. I even feel sorry for Glory, Mama Peters. She doesn't know that Mr. Flaverty is gone. Pearson was sad as he glanced at Glory, who was sound asleep on her bed, in her new spot, right next to Gurley, who seemed to really enjoy the company. So do I, bud, Daddy Peters responded. But I am so thankful that Jesus died and was raised again to life on the third day. I want you to remember that this Easter, as we put together our resurrection rolls in a couple days, we can remember that Mr. Flaverty is exactly where he wants to be, with Jesus, having experienced the resurrection because of the resurrection of Christ. Because Christ lives, we too are raised to life when we believe and repent of our sins. Praise the Lord! Mr. Flaverty gets to celebrate the resurrection, and not with flattened rolls anymore. Daddy Peters had to stop and chuckle. <laughs> but with the King of Kings in heaven forever! The Peters, though still sad, weren't without hope. They knew that Jesus had come to die and rise again, and to give life that Mr. Flaverty and everyone else who followed on the same path might also be raised to life eternal. And that gave them great hope and helped them to love Easter all the more. This is Grandmom's Corner. Though this story is sad, it is still one of triumph and victory. And if you too feel sad, remember that we who know Jesus know that those who know the Lord or die at a very young age will go to heaven to be with Jesus. I want to tell you about a couple of people in my life who have died. And it isn't to make you sad, but it is to tell you how great God is. On April 2nd, two days before Easter this year, our family will be thinking of our granddaughter, who just before she turned 20 months, 
was taken to be with Jesus four years ago. It was a terrible loss for our family, but God has given us more comfort than you can ever imagine. We know we will see her again someday, and that gives us great hope. And then two weeks ago, on the other end of life, my husband's mom passed away. He and one of our sons took a trip on an airplane to fly to my husband's childhood home and visit his mom who was gravely ill. They spent the last five days of her life on earth with her. They were able to feed her, just like Mama Peters fed Mr. Flaherty, and care for her needs. My husband and his mom had a great conversation about going to heaven and about Jesus. And two days after that conversation, his mom died in her sleep, in her bed, just like Mr. Flaherty. Sadly, death is part of life. And the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 7.2, It is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting, because that is the end of every man, and the living takes it to heart. That means that it is good to grieve and to mourn and to cry for those who have died, and to remember that, unless Jesus comes back first, we will all die. If all we think about is having a good time or having fun, we might not consider that it is important that we know Jesus so that we can go to heaven and be with him when we die. If you don't know Jesus, you can. First, know that you are a sinner. Romans 3.23 says that all have sinned. And because we've sinned, we need a Savior. And that's why Jesus died so that you can know him by faith. For those who know him, he says in John 14, do not let your heart be troubled. In other words, don't be sad. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you may be also. So this week, as we celebrate Easter and the resurrection of our great God, it is great to be with family and friends as we attend church and even to eat dinner together afterwards and have an egg hunt. But don't forget the most important part, that Jesus died and rose again that we might have life in him. The Lord willing, we'll be back on April 11th, that's in two weeks, with another story about the Peters family. Bye for now.